This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own Now time. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. Yeah, I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome back to another episode of Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions from the community. Now, if you're joining us for the very first time, a huge welcome. We do recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. Now, my name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. This is the final part in our four-part series with BetaShares. We're going under the hood of their core ETF range. We've looked at the Australian 200 shares, A200, the beta shares global shares, uh, BGBL, B Global, uh, the NASDAQ 100, NDQ, and now we're closing it out with the fourth ETF in the core funds range, the beta shares diversified all growth ETF. ASX ticker DHHF. Love it. Love it. Now, while we are licensed, we are not aware of your personal circumstances. All information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice. And a massive thank you to BetaShares for sponsoring this series. They are a leading Australian ETF manager with more than $27 billion under management and the broadest range of ETFs on the market. They've been helping Australians build their wealth for over a decade. And to close it out, we're welcoming back uh, investment strategist at BetaShares, Tom Wickenden. Tom, welcome. Thanks, Bryce. G'day, Ren. How you doing? Good, good. Now, Tom, uh, this series, Under the Hood, uh, is all aimed at answering the biggest investing question, uh, how do I analyze ETFs and understand the range that's out there? And in each of these episodes, we've taken uh, one of the BetaShares ETFs from the core funds range and we've uh, gone under the hood. We've looked at uh, what it's trying to do, how it tries to do that, and the key bits of information we need to analyze and where we can get that information. So before we kick in, um, the so before we kick in, if you'd like to follow along, get more information, head to the BetaShares uh, website, betashares.com.au slash equitymates. On that page, you'll find all of the info on there core funds range, as well as the opportunity to pick up some of the core essentials merch packs. You've got towels, you've got drink bottles, you've got good quality umbrellas. I have good uh, info that they're uh, some of the best you can get, Tom. Best out there, best Still out there. Still yet to experience them. Soon, um, soon. Next episode. Soon. Next episode. Like, how, how convenient. This is the last. <laughs> now that's for the first 20 listeners who sign up today. That's betashares.com.au slash equitymates. Keep an eye on our socials. We'll try and squeeze a few more packs for you. Yeah. 
Yes. So, Tom, BetaShares diversified all growth ETF. We always like to start by asking what's in an ETF name. What can we learn from that name? So, what can we learn from this one? Yeah, there's a few things we can we can take from this one. When you hear diversified in an ETF name, it typically actually refers to a, a style of ETF like this one is. So, it's an ETF that is holding ETFs as its underlying. It's like ETF inception. In it's a an way. ETF of ETFs. An ETF of ETFs. <laughs> um, we'll get to why later. But um, yeah, so that's the diversified part. And the all growth part just refers to the asset allocation piece. So with crypto. all growth, yeah, all, all crypto. <laughs> <laughs> Leverage, as we are talking about before. No, no, um, definitely not all crypto. Uh, it's all equities, all yes. equities. So yeah, it just yeah. means no no bonds, no fixed income. So yeah. just, yeah, just the good stuff. Growth assets. Growth assets. Mm. Because you do see uh, some diversified ETFs that do have maybe a bit of property exposure or some bonds in there. Um, yeah. They're still ETFs of ETFs, um, but they've got different asset classes. Not this one. Yeah. All growth means yeah. all equities. Interestingly, DHHF itself used to have bonds in it. We had a suite of diversified ETFs along with DHHF. Just a f- number of years ago now, we, we changed them up a bit and now we've got the oil growth, which is DHHF, and then a suite of actually ethical diversified funds now alongside it. So when we go under the hood, uh, the best resource for information is an ETF issuer's website. The transparency there is really great and we can really get everything we need to understand Uh, what is happening with this ETF and who it's for. So the five key questions that we always ask when we go under the hood, uh, what is this ETF trying to do? What's its purpose? How is it trying to do that? What index is it tracking or how is it constructed? How much does it cost to access the fees it charges? Uh, How's its performance been? And then finally, what are its top holdings? So let's start with the purpose. What is DHHF trying to do? Yeah, DHHF, it's a really good tool for investors. There's a few different ways it can be used. For younger investors, it can really be a all-of-portfolio solution. Um, you've got diversified exposure across Australian equities, global equities, emerging market equities. So for a young investor who's, who's not looking or, or not feeling the need to invest in bonds anyway because they've got a very long-term time horizon, you can actually just buy DHHF and that's your, your entire portfolio. It's funny you say that. We just wrote a book on that exact point and we actually used DHHF as one of the examples. We'll send the marketing invoice to beta shares. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Natural guys. And yeah, there are these ETFs that have come to market where it's like a portfolio in one transaction and you can... These days with different platforms, you can automate your investments into them and get on with your life. And so if you want to read... 50,000 words on that exact topic that I summed up in a sentence. The book is called Don't Stress, Just Invest and it is available for pre-order now. Yeah. Love it. So it's the one-stop shop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. need any more. I'd say too, I mean, that's that's one of the applications. Other ways we see it used or another key way is, as you can imagine, for investors who want to do more on the sides, using it as their core of the portfolio. We even see advisors doing this as well uses the core of the portfolio for, for a really low cost option and then you know direct stock picking or looking at thematics around the edges to, to keep it interesting, mm. keep engaged. So that is the purpose of DHHF. The next question is how does it achieve that purpose? Um, and normally what we see here is an index. Um, mm-hmm. the, every ETF we've looked at so far in this series has tracked an index. DHHF doesn't have an index. No, so that's right. So what's going right. on here and what do we, how do we know what's in the ETF? 
Yeah, that's right. So for DHHF, since it's got multiple ETFs underlying it, it's not tracking one individual index. Uh, it's leveraging those other ETFs and their indices to build this huge global portfolio of you know 8,000 8, stocks. Um, so what's actually underlying it? What are the ETFs? We've got our own A200, which is our Australia 200 ETF. Then we've also got VTI, which is a Vanguard ETF in the US. So it's listed in the US, um, which is just uh, an all of US stock market exposure. Uh, we've got SPDW, which is a State Street ETF, which is developed world X US. And finally, SPEM, another US listed ETF by State Street, uh, and that's emerging markets. I mean, the obvious question there is you got Vanguard and State Street ETFs in your ETF? Correct. Yeah, we're we're not completely beta shares biased <laughs> in this one. I mean, ultimately, when we're looking to put together this ETF, we wanted to have the best outcome for investors. And at the time, we didn't have uh, a developed world X US ETF, for instance, or we don't have a you know total stock market ETF in the US. Um, so what we did was we leveraged ETFs that were out there that were also extremely low cost, so we could bring this ETF to market. Um, in an efficient manner for the, for the end, um, end investor. So four ETFs that cover the globe, emerging, uh, developed X America, America, Australia. Love it. Exactly right. 8,000 stocks. 8,000 stocks. Which Can't is, get more diversified than nah, that. Nah, crazy to think about, right? <laughs> I Imagine bet like the 70% of the holdings are like Apple. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll later. get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine having 8,000 lines in your, your, your comsec or your... Ren does. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can name them all. <laughs> so um, I guess if there's more underlying... ETFs that make up this, does that mean the fees on this are higher? Talk us through how the fees for this work. Yeah, so the fees on this one, you're looking at 0.19% per annum. So using the analogy we have across across the podcast, you're looking at $19 for every 10,000 invested. So if you think about that for you know 8,000 8, equities across pretty much every country in the world, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. We've done that so that those ETFs we mentioned that we're using, they're all ultra low cost. So, you know, four BIPs or sorry, 0.04% for the Australia 200 ETF. Uh, VTI is 0.03% in the US. Uh, SPDW, 0.04%. Uh, and SPEM, 0.11%. So they're all, you know, some of the lowest cost ETFs around the world you can get for those different markets. And we've packaged those up and put them in, in one package. It's important to stress when it's not as an investor, it's not like we pay the fee on DHHF and then we also pay all of those fees. The fee on DHHF accounts for the fees for the underlying ETFs. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Ren. I probably got in trouble if I, if I forgot <laughs> to mention that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's exactly right. So those underlying ETFs you know, still take out the fees from their ETFs, but that's reimbursed by beta shares back to the fund. So you're just looking at that one fee of 0.19% per annum. Now let's look at the, the, the fourth element that we always uh, look for on the resources page of the website and that is performance. Now, um, you know, you're not getting the concentration that you would on the NASDAQ 100. You're getting exposure to 8,000 different stocks. So talk us through the, what the performance has been for this fund. If you look at it over the past year or so, you're looking around 8% which is what you'd probably expect from a, a globally market cap diversified portfolio. You've had a lot of growth out of the US tech, um, but this is also, you know, got exposed to Australia, which has been a bit, 
bit bit more mute in terms of performance the past year as well. I guess what's important to mention too is the actual asset allocation of the fund. So with those underlying ETFs we use, 37% of the weighting is in the Australia 200 ETF, which is not what you'd get if you had an all-world, all-cap exposure. Australia would be closer to, to 2% weight. But since this is you know tailored for Australian investors, we've upweighed the Australia portion there uh, and you know, tells a bit of a story about the performance too. So let's, let's get to those weightings and we look at top holdings. Normally when we go to top holdings, we're used to seeing a list of companies Apple, Microsoft generally sitting at the top of the list if we're talking about a global uh, ETF. Not the case here. We don't have top holdings. We have uh, country allocation and we have asset allocation. And the asset allocation is listed as Australian equities, US equities, developed markets, ex-US and emerging markets. Now, earlier you explained that, um, the, that there are four ETFs that make that up. Little trick for players, and uh, I actually got stumped by this, and Peter has let me know where to find it. Um, if you go down to the resources tab of the website, uh, you, there's a Excel document that you can download called Portfolio Holdings, where you can actually see the ETFs that make up those four asset allocations. Exactly right. And I'll show you the current weightings of those ETFs as well. We do in this portfolio, just like indices you guys would be used to, we also rebalance this ETF. So each quarter we make sure that each of the strategic asset allocation weightings we've set are, are true. Uh, if they move within 2% of their set weight, will rebalance back to those weights. And the weights are, so for Aussie, you're looking at 37% in A200 on those rebalances. You're looking at 34.7% in the US total stock market ETF, which was VTI, 22% in the developed world XUS. And finally, that leaves 6.3% in your emerging market equities. So I guess the question that comes out of those weightings that you just explained, for a lot of the other ETFs we've looked at, there's an index provider. We've mentioned Solactive a couple of times. They're making the decisions about the construction of the index or NASDAQ for the NASDAQ 100. For the uh, asset allocation here, who's making those decisions? Yeah, so it's, it's beta shares. So we make the, the decisions. Obviously, the underlying ETFs, that's, that's those managers. But for DHHF itself, we're the ones who've chosen those strategic asset allocation weightings for Australian investors. We're also the ones who choose the underlying ETFs and each of those are reviewed annually. So in theory, if a cheaper US total market ETF came to market, you guys could swap it. Um, and get cheaper exposure. Exactly right. Or if we brought out a global shares ETF that was you know eight eight basis points, and <laughs> from a tax perspective that was more efficient, we we might be able to slot that in as well. Well, Tom, um, to close out, it's probably worth discussing how this fits into a portfolio. We've spoken that it could just be someone's entire core portfolio, portfolio with access to eight thousand stocks across the world. It's really one for an investor, or you know, you're, you're starting your investing journey. You don't want to feel the you know overwhelmed with having to allocate to ASX 200 and a little bit to America and a little bit to emerging markets this uh, the beta shares do it all for you with the underlying ETFs and then through one simple trade you're going to going to get access to truly a global portfolio of stocks yeah it's great and like a tip that's often given to new investors is just try and get some skin in the game like it can, be, it can all be so daunting right there's individual stock picks people are talking about there's you know, hundreds of etfs now so this is a really easy way just to make that first investment 
look how it goes on the platform, watch the performance and get used to that side of things. And then as you, you know, as you grow your, your, your funds or as you have more money to invest, you can then look at more, you know, thematic options or, or things around the edges to build around this core portfolio. But at least you're starting in, you know, the right place and, you know, very well diversified, very low cost ETF. You really can't go too wrong. Mm. Well, uh, that does bring us to the end of our four-part uh, series on the BetaShares core fund range. As a reminder, the four ETFs we've spoken about are the Australia 200 ETF, the, lower, the world's lowest cost Australian shares ETF. Then we looked at the BetaShares global shares ETF, uh, which gives you exposure to the world's share market, excluding Australia. Yep, lowest cost in Australia as well. Lowest cost, don't forget all that. Right, right. <laughs> uh, in the third episode, we looked at the NASDAQ 100 ETF, NDQ, uh, which looks at the tech-heavy NASDAQ 100 ETF over in the US. Some of the biggest uh, tech names that everyone uses and everyone is familiar with are in that index. And then finally, in today's episode, we looked at the... BetaShares Diversified All Growth ETF. The ticker there is DHHF. So if you want to learn more about these four core funds range ETFs and uh, have a crack at winning one of these prized merch packs Mm. that we're yet to see here in the studio, uh, you can head to betashares.com.au slash equitymates uh, and we'll include the link in the show notes and across our socials as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you to BetaShares for sponsoring the series. We'll uh, continue to unpack the plethora of ETFs that are out there. Um, yeah, so many four, out there. four down, 400 to go. <laughs> yeah. The rate like that these guys are too, there'll, be, there'll be four more at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40. The rate that we release these podcasts won't keep up with the rate ETFs <laughs> well, know, are released. So we'll always have more content. We're keeping you guys in business, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it for you. But yeah, we, you are keeping us in business. Thank you for sponsoring this yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. But we speak about the importance of building a core and I think uh, we hope that over the, the course of these four episodes we've helped you understand what uh, some of the options available are to you to help you build out your core portfolio but a big thank you to tom who's uh been with us to help us unpack it over the last four episodes we do really appreciate it thank you very much thanks bryce cheers ren beta shares capital limited is the issuer of beta shares etfs read the pds and target market determination at www.betashares.com.au and consider if the fund is right for you Investing involves risk. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.